Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and Breaking the Fourth Wall Entertainment. I'm your host, Don Smith. It was an absolute pleasure to chat with actress, model, singer, songwriter, Nini Ndongo Macias. That's right, I got Miss Utah Regency International to talk about magnetic balls. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter, or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM, or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner. All right. Hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. Uh, I've been doing this show for over six years, and they recently re-aired The Muppets and the Muppets get a content warning. I have never gotten a content warning. I'm a little disappointed in myself if I just, if the Muppets are dirtier than me now. There's something wrong there. Uh, my guest has already zoomed in with me. Uh, let me say, I, I pronounced it right before the show. Let's try again. Uh, Nini Ndongo Macias, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you you do a little bit of everything in entertainment from what I was looking at. Yeah, literally, like, my passion has always been music. But, like, I um, started, you know, doing modeling and acting. And I'm actually part of a pageant this year. Um, it's called Regency International on July. And I miss Utah Regency International. So oh, I'm wow. so happy to be representing my place of birth and like getting it out there so it's exciting i'm busy right now but it's worth it <laughs> yeah there, there you go it's sometimes it's a good busy definitely it doesn't like, give you time to think too much and stress out about other things you know right which yeah especially with the lab with the past year and everything going on busy is the best yeah. thing to be yeah exactly it was a terrible year for a lot of us but you know rest in peace to those who fought and they're in a better place now. The rest of us who are still here, I think it's, I think it showed us that we need to be there for each other more, and we need to be more, you know, like take our lives more seriously. Because you don't know that drop of a hat, it could be taken away, and that's not good. And also watch over loved ones as, as well. So, absolutely. And the, the entertainment industry has, it's, uh, I mean, just the the work itself has is, is really suffered over the past year, too. But, hey, let's move on to better things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, don't live. Don't yeah, live. Be- better <laughs> subjects. Uh, uh, what got you started in, uh, first of all, music, and then when you started to branch out into other areas? What what was your, uh, what first led up to that? What led up to that is because, like, for example, my, the first thing was my mom was very popular in Europe around the 90s and 80s like in a music group with my sisters they were performing the group was called las brinches it's something random but now it's called these Freak. they were performing all the time traditional music that they were by themselves they were very successful then they came here you know in utah a year before i was born and they were continuing it they were getting pretty known here i just joined in last minute because i'm the youngest one hmm. and and then after that i realized that i was like you know music is pretty cool you know i kind of want to do it but i didn't know i wanted it to be a career until Hannah Montana came out <laughs> and because I'm that old kids, Hannah Montana. Yeah. So she came out because before that I used to sing, you know, Shakira, Britney Spears, the Spice Girls. But when Hannah Montana came out, I just realized, you know what, Miley Cyrus, I want to be a singer. I want to be a singer. I want to make this into a career of mine. And from there, my mom was like, I knew it. You were singing since you were a baby. I already knew you were going to be a singer. I was just waiting for you to figure that out. <laughs> and then it was hard because like you know um i didn't start doing solo activities until i reached 12 and i used to basically take k-pop and j-pop songs and rewrite it in spanish and in english and i would perform and it was going pretty well but the only difference is you know they're not your songs so you can get into them because you like the songs but you can't do it the way you want to do it so I stopped performing at a time to focus more on school. And then when I finished school is when I got into modeling. 
uh, just local. I'm no like Tara Banks, unfortunately, yet. <laughs> but I got into that locally. And then from there, I got into acting as well locally. And then actually last year, I started writing my own music. So I'm so excited about that. The EP should be coming out on Spotify sometime next month. Nice. Yeah, but the genre is very, very strange. It's a genre called, my sister calls it rev pop, like rebellious pop. It's not what you hear on the radio. Like, it's different. It's like mixed of like Latin influences, African influences, and my favorite genre, which is bubblegum pop or girl pop. <laughs> and you said that you said this genre is rev pop. Is that what your sister calls it? Yeah, because she was like, I was like, I don't know what genre to classify this. Just make your own. And she took advantage of the fact that I have a platform, like a, a movement that I'm trying to start called Revolutionary Gal slash Guy. And she was like, why don't you just base it off of that? Because it's all about individuality. So, you know, and this is your own individual sound. So Rev Pop, but she calls it rebellious. I, I call it revolutionary pop, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> right. It's all that. It's that B and V thing, which in the, in Spanish, that's, you know, that's really close yeah. anyway. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's how I got into it. I'm just releasing some music right now and focusing on the pageant. So nice. What got you started in acting? How did how did that how did that transition come about? Um, I used to do theater when I was a young girl. Like I was heavily into musicals, like Rent, like High School Musical, Grease, Hairspray. And when I started school, like the age when I think it was like third grade, when you start doing like a little bit of place right and then i realized that i really liked being on like just rehearsing lines and getting into different characters being somebody else other than myself like for like a few minutes like that way it'll make me like i had this thing where i felt like it would make me realize how other people feel if i'm playing another role like i'm in their shoes this is how they must feel and that would make me connect with people more so I used to love doing that. And then once again, Hannah Montana, <laughs> Disney Channel with Selena Gomez's show, all of that stuff. I was like, I want to act. But I didn't make it into an actual career until 2018. But even then, I don't do it that frequently as much as I wish I could because of, you know, Corona and all the other things that I'm doing. So Right. And yeah, every, everything else that you're doing, that's kind of that that gets in the way of everything else that you're doing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i want to get into it more that's for sure yeah because it's a lot of fun and it sounds like you have a passion for that as well because especially the way you described the, just acting in the theater yeah and having done, having done theater and film which is which is your favorite oh my heart's always going to be there for theater absolutely like, <laughs> good i love I, it I'm, i always act i always ask actors that and and a surprising amount lately has said film and that just breaks my heart. <laughs> I mean, it's like film, you know, this kind of restrictive. And it says that, of course, you have to act and all of that stuff. But theater, everything is so dramatic and I'm dramatic, you know. So it's like I can just unleash that on stage, how dramatic I am. And I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's so, it's so much easier to be over the top when you're doing theater than when you're doing in film. You have to be more subtle. Yeah. Definitely. The fun thing about theater is you you can really get into it a lot more. <laughs> yeah, you literally because like every, you have a live audience, so you have to make sure they can see the movements. Whereas in film, it's subtle, like you said, and it's more compressed. Like, okay, if you yeah. do what you do in theater and film, they're gonna know you're acting. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> when, when I, I for, the first film I did after having done theater for years, the first film I did, that's what he kept telling me is like, this isn't theater. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> you forget, especially when you're new. You're just like, okay, let me do like this, and you're just like, oh, oh, crud, this is not theater. Okay, sorry guys, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I, I don't know if it's the subtlety, the the the, the over the top. Uh, acting that I miss about theater or just the live audiences. I, uh, I like, I like film acting for the subtlety, but I, you know, to me, there's, some, there's something about live theater that is just much more gratifying. Cause they take you in their, their world. You, you feel like you're there. You're just like, Oh my gosh, this is how I would react. Whereas in film it's kind of hard. Cause like, I, I, this is the thing I always say to my sister. This is why people are very, um, I don't know, how do you say it in Metiche in English? Uh, very much invested in other people's lives. Because think about it. 
this is a whole different conversation. I am so sorry, but I need you to think about this for like two seconds. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a Gemini. My mind runs everywhere. So like, look, don't you think about it. Look at all these sitcoms, all these TV shows that are centered around other people's lives. So are we really shocked that people are so invested in other people's lives? That's all we see. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And you see it from a young age. It's like, that's all kids see. So they get older. They're all about gossip and all about that. Because we're technically investing ourselves in other people's lives. Anyways, are watching all these shows that are like based on other people's lives. So it's kind of like, how do you expect people to not be? I don't, I don't personally gossip because I don't like that. But it's just like, I, I can also see in the other point of view. Like, that's all you see. So it's kind of like, yeah, that's what you grow up watching. From an early age, that's that's what's on TV. I mean, even even the, like some of the kids shows. It's all it's it's so much about what other people are doing on the show, and it's exactly like when you're a kid. If you watch Barney again, I'm I'm that old. Barney, you want to <laughs> <laughs> you want to be able to you know you want a purple dinosaur to hang out with because that's what you see other kids doing on the show. Yeah. That's why I think uh, what you put out there uh, really does matter. Because whether you like it or not, you're going to attract people who are very much invested in like, because you're everything to them. So in a way, the what you spread is what they're going to follow. And it shouldn't be that way because I believe everyone should be their own individual selves. But unfortunately, not a lot of kids have good family lives. So they're looking at you. I'm not saying you have to like, you know, change yourself or be cookie cutter, but it's just, don't put anything out there that you wouldn't want, that you wouldn't do yourself. Yeah. Are you trying to talk me out of doing my show? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> stuff because there's stuff on this show that I don't want out there that's been out there for years. So. <laughs> no, like, like nothing like that. You know, like comedy, just... all that stuff. It, it's perfect. It's perfect. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, people who promote drugs and like right. stuff like that. I'm just like that is not. That's not cool. Like that kills you. That's different. Comedy is a different thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, comedy, comedy can be pretty brutal too. <laughs> so that's I mean, what I was gonna say. Everything else you do now, now you you need a podcast and a comedy career too. That's. I mean, I don't know. Family Guy's pretty brutal, but I love Family Guy. <laughs> have you Have you ever tried it? Have you ever tried stand up comedy or or something similar to that? Um, you know, I wanted to, but I don't think I'm that funny. So I, I, I get know scared. plenty of comics that aren't, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I know so many that, that think they are, but <laughs> yeah, they're just like, I'm going to keep thinking, making people think that I am, whether they like it or not. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I think it's something that everybody should try, especially in entertainment. It, everybody should try it at some point. Cause, and, and I know I'm saying just saying that, but it's not, it's not really a joke because the thing about comedy as it relates to acting and a lot of other things is, is comedy to me is, is, ex, is extremely honest art form. Yeah. Cause if you're not 100% yourself and 100% honest, uh, people know audiences. Exactly. Know. Yeah. Now I, I tell yeah. some, I tell some true stories about my life that a lot of people don't believe is true, but, oh, wow. <laughs> but it's like, no, <laughs> it's, it's all there. <laughs> <laughs> people forget that people have unique lives. You know, it's kind of like, just because you haven't gone through something doesn't mean someone else hasn't, you know? Right. Right. That's, that's part of the reason why my platform, like if I can elaborate more on it, like my movement that I hope picks up one day is, you know, revolutionary guy, revolutionary guy is for people to realize that it's okay to not fit in. It's okay to be your individual self. It's okay to be yourself. Like you don't have to fit a mold. You don't have to fit a beauty standard or you don't have to try to be like somebody else just because that's what's trending or you want to be like. I feel like people should be able to like, I don't, I don't, I'm not really too keen on stereotypes, you know, like people stereotype you based on how you look or what race you are or what right. gender you are. And I don't believe that's true because everybody is their own unique self. So it's kind of like, if I can like help find a way to like help people realize, 
even if it's through my art or through myself, that it's okay to be weird. It's okay to be you. It's okay to not fit the status quo. Then that's exactly what I want to do. Because like growing up, I definitely been through the ringer. Like I, I remember being, because my country, um, Equatorial Guinea in Africa, people don't know that we're African, but we're also Hispanic people. Right. So it's kind of like, I had this identity crisis between whether or not I'm more African or whether or not I'm Hispanic. So it's kind of like people would tell me you're not African enough or you're not Hispanic enough or whatever. They made me want to choose a side or that I have to fit a mold of what it is to be a Hispanic, uh, whatever that means, or an African, whatever that means. So that really messed me up. And that made me want to like, that made me hate myself so bad because I didn't, I felt like, why is it so hard to just accept myself. And then my mom talked to me and it made me realize that it's okay to be both and be proud of it. You don't have to choose a side. And because that all makes a part of you. So, and you don't have to be a stereotype. You can be proud of your roots, but also be yourself at the same time. Absolutely. That, that's a very good message. Now, where, where, can we, uh, where can we go to support this movement or to, to find out more about it? To, is there um, a website or anything going on or just just you in general, just radiating out from you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, actually, I'm working on a website right now. It should be done pretty soon. And because I want it to be like authentic. I don't want it to be like one of those click here, click there, click here, click there. So I want it to be, of course, there's going to be links to click, but I want it to be very kind of like, again, I'm going to my childhood, kind of like iCarly. <laughs> It's kind of like, like a, it's going to be a website with like a little web series thing where I'm talking about experiences, having people send in their questions, having people do this and just goofing off and just trying to give like advice to people who are, who's willing to listen. So it's going to be a website. I have an Instagram for it, but I haven't been posting on it recently because I want to perfect that too. Right. So, but also through my music, you know, like through my sound, you can see it. So it's hopefully more interviews come too, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna play one of your songs on the break. Uh, that that's up on SoundCloud. Uh, where can we find some of your music right now? Just um, right now, until the EP's out, um, I have it only on SoundCloud. But I'm gonna make, uh, like I said, a Spotify, and I'm also gonna clean up my YouTube a bit and start releasing them there. So, yeah, I mean, if you go on SoundCloud, you type in my name, meaning Don Macias, you'll find it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not good at social media. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's, it's something that's, uh, I'm, I struggle with and I try, try to promote my shows on social media and it's just, you know, I, I've been struggling with it for some time. It's hard. <laughs> there's so many weird algorithms and everything that you just to, it's so rare to hit that perfect spot where something actually takes off. And it's just, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm, I'm aiming at too. Like, not to like bash on anyone because I believe everyone has their own right, but it's like unless it's like it seems like unless you're uh for a female, an Instagram model, or you know, second Kylie Jenner, no disrespect, I love her, but like you're not gonna get anywhere. So it's kind of like you could be as yourself or as unique as you want, but ultimately until unless you fit a mold, it's kind of hard for you to, you know, take off. And I find that I refuse to conform. That's all I'm gonna say. That that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I I have refused to conform my whole life. That's right. yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's. I guess I don't know. I don't know what I've done with my life. Nope. <laughs> no, you're doing well. You're doing well. I promise. <laughs> I appreciate that. I wasn't fishing for a compliment. I'm just being silly. Uh, I was looking on your uh, just just an interesting fact I saw about you on here. Looking at your bio on IMDb, you are the granddaughter of the first president of Equatorial Guinea. Yes, Francisco Macias and Gemma Biogo. Yep, that's my grandfather. <laughs> that's that's interesting. How how did you end up in Salt Lake City, Utah? Oh, long story, but I from. <laughs> He, he was the one that gave us independence from the Spanish people, but like it didn't, he didn't have to do it through war or anything. Like it wasn't like, um, you know, like we're going to rage war. And he just like, get out. They're like, all right. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Should have done that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, they left on good terms. Everything was perfectly fine. The Spanish are constantly 
and they call us, I, I guess the other African countries used to call us the Spanish people. And the other European countries used to call Spain the Africans. So it's <laughs> we were like brothers and sisters. It was amazing. And of course he passed. But, um, my family went from there to Spain where they lived for about a decade. Hmm. Or a little bit over a decade in Spain. And then after that, they're like, do you guys want to go to like America? Then yeah, but like where? So then they ran into a few missionaries. They're like, you should go to like the missionary capital, the, the church capital, which is Utah. <laughs> and then they were like, of course. So a year before I was born, they ended up coming here and they stayed ever since. But we frequently go back and forth. So it's Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to go get back and forth because, you know, you don't want all just Utah. It's, I've been there. Lovely place. <laughs> <laughs> I personally never left the uh, United States. Like, I've been to Vegas a few times in, like, Florida, but I'm just a small town, a little Utah, you know, with this, I have, the, I have the Latin temper for sure. But, you know, ultimately, <laughs> I'm just this nice little Utah girl. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Yeah, I love Utah. They were always so nice to us. So, uh, t what is it you're wanting to promote now? Do we want to? We discussed the Miss Utah Regency International a little bit. Is that something you're wanting to promote more? Yeah, um, this is actually my second time doing a pageant. Last year, I did Miss Africa Utah, and I didn't win, but I got three awards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and that they saw that and then they actually asked me to be part of regency international representing utah so um, i'm kind of new to pageants and i'm actually going to take a different approach to this pageant like i'm gonna follow of course the guidelines like hey gowns bikinis all that stuff but i'm trying to promote as much revolutionary gal slash guy as possible so like going there as myself instead of like i know like uh tr traditional pageants stuff like you're, you're yourself but you're just following you know like this pretty little doll thing. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it very well, but I'm trying to go there as relatable because that's how I am. And I feel like you can, you can still be, um, what's the word? You can still be a pageant queen or whatever, what they're called. And you can still be relatable. You don't have to go through a, a machine. So. Right. And yeah, I would so think any, being relatable would help with the questions a lot more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I legit cannot speak. That's my problem, especially being bilingual. So, like, one of my fears was if they're going to ask me a question, I'm going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you say about the government? Like, I, I don't know. Like, speaking is not my forte. I know what I want to say, but it doesn't come off the way I want it to. So, but the pageant is on from July 28th to 31st at the Golden Nugget uh, in Las Vegas. So, I think it's Golden Nugget. Oh my gosh, my mind is everywhere. But yeah, I'll be posting about it on my Instagram. <laughs> okay, and what's your Instagram? Nini Miney Mo. <laughs> Nini Miney Mo. Yeah. Nice. N i n i m a i n i m o. Nini Miney Mo. <laughs> that that that's adorable. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Well, I feel like for a handle, Nini Bongo must be too long, so, yeah. and my yeah, mind is. <laughs> my mind is everywhere so Nini Miney Mo. I'm just Nini Miney Mo. <laughs> <laughs> right. let's see. Uh do, do you have any movies that you're working on currently? Anything you want to promote on that on that in that <laughs> life in that in that <laughs> in that life? Let in me pull it from the far <laughs> Let me pull it from the far end of my brain. Uh no. Um actually well, I'm working I got booked for a series. But unfortunately, I can't say more. Ah, okay. <laughs> no, I I understand. I've been I've been booked for a few of those too. That awesome. So you know the feeling. You know the struggle. You want to say it, but you can't. Yeah, yeah. The the, the you talk about it too much, and all of a sudden you're off the project. <laughs> <laughs> for real, you just like we wake up in the morning. Text, hey, bye. <laughs> yeah, yep. Heard the show you were on. Uh, you're not on this one now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wants that. That is, that is a devastating way to, it's like, I was just trying to promote. <laughs> exactly. That makes you, that makes me so sad. It was like, I just want to get out there, but I have to wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I have a couple projects coming up that I can't really talk about and I'm, I'm really excited about them. But one thing I can say is I, I just got uh, offered the chance to, <laughs> to MC all the events at a, uh, at Rumble Mountain 
uh, motorcycle rally uh, coming oh, up wow. in June in Ohio, which I've uh, I've hosted many a comedy show. I host a radio show, a podcast. I've even hosted a charity auction at the Trans Am Nationals, but I've never oh hosted. God. I have never emceed for a motorcycle rally, an all weekend, three day weekend motorcycle rally, uh, including uh, motorcycle racing events, hill climbs. Uh, probably a wet t-shirt contest or two. I've never hosted those. I've never emceed those. So that will be a brand new experience for me. Congratulations for sure. That is awesome. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I know a lot of people that go to this thing every year. I've never been, but every, every year they come back and what little they remember of it is a good time. So. Oh, wow. Congratulations, dude. Make the best of it. Like if you can, you know, record it for me. I wish I can go. <laughs> it it should be it should be something interesting. That's for sure. So. I mean, different experiences, man. You know, you never know what you're gonna see. You never know who you're gonna meet. You know, just yeah. And and that's, about, that's an offer I got just about ten minutes before you came on the show. Dude, I swear, you're. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. That is so cool. <laughs> so yeah, that, I'm I'm excited about that now. So. <laughs> good like good get even more excited that is such good news that's so awesome I, I love seeing people busy especially with things that they're passionate about or that they like or oh, that yeah. they can find entertaining <laughs> yeah yeah it, it should definitely be a good time i think we're going to go ahead and take a short break i'm going to play some music uh probably some of your music on the actual show not while we're on break because we're just pretending but <laughs> 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 i just i just ruined the magic of the show but that's all right <laughs> Uh, we're going to go ahead okay. and take a short break. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes with more of uh, Nini and Dongo Macias. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. You're so annoying. 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 He thinks he's something, but he's really nothing He's such a loser, yet he's such a user He's a confuser, and he's an abuser He's freaking brainless, and he's freaking lifeless Don't get too close, or he will drag you with him He's such a child, don't call it cacao He's really stupid, and manipulated He's so annoying, he's so annoying you're so annoying, 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 He's very evil and a psycho too But with his charm he'll turn around and say it's you He kisses you then says that it's not true He says that you're obsessive yet he's stalking you He plays with you then breaks your heart And then he has the nerve to say that it's your fault And then he has the nerve to say that it's your fault And then he has the nerve to say that it's your fault you're so annoying, 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 and his name is Jason Cause you're so annoying 
Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris Fristali of Breaking the Fourth Wall. If you enjoy our show, you can find it on YouTube. Just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment or just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. And also you can find us on all the social medias. Just look for Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And I will catch you on the other side. Hey, this is Don Smith. I want to take a minute to tell you about The Devil's Apple, a new book by my friend William Morris. It's the true and brutally honest story about Bill's own battle with addiction. It was written for those struggling to overcome addiction as well as those watching a loved one struggle. In Bill's own words, you work just as hard to be an addict as you do to be clean and sober. You can find The Devil's Apple on Amazon.com and for a limited time you can get it for free on the Kindle app. Today we're teaching poodles how to fly. Come here. Come here, Foofy. Are you psyched? Are you ready? Okay. Here we go. Get ready and fly! Oh, man. All right. Well, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. We are still moving right along. Uh, I'm here with uh, Nini and Dongo Macias. I wanted to say it again because I'm, I am I was told I'm saying it correctly. <laughs> yes, he is, and I'm dang proud. <laughs> so I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, she, she didn't run away. I told her, I even told her about tomorrow's show and she didn't run away yet. So <laughs> I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I love the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for some news stories? We'll see. We'll see where that takes us. <laughs> okay. Hopefully it's fun, uh, even funnier than the one he told me. So. <laughs> uh, which, which one did I tell you about first? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The, no, not the news story. Oh, the news. Okay, the story. The, the, yeah, okay, I got you. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. A science mad boy had to have six hours of life-saving surgery after he ingested dozens of magnets for an experiment. Uh, Riley Morrison, 12 years old, swallowed 54 magnetic balls to see if he could get a metal stick. <laughs> see oh if he could get metal to stick to his stomach. <laughs> what the <laughs> and what they and and what they looked like when he went to the toilet <laughs> it's a very oh, inquisitive young man uh he swallowed one batch on january 1st and the second on january 4th because you know it gets worse, but I'm not even going to talk about what he went through. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't imagine. Magnets. Wait. Oh, yes. oh my God. No. Yeah. I mean, let me yes. collect my thoughts because I have to lower myself, my common sense, just to understand what he did. Do. <laughs> so, some, <laughs> of, some of the stories that I talk about, it it definitely helps to lower your common sense to get into the mindset. Because, like, it's come on, it's common sense. Like, anything that's not food, why are you going to put it in your mouth? Like, that is so three year old mentality that they put everything in their mouth. So, like, not even three year olds, one year olds. <laughs> like,. <laughs> Oh and my R God! Riley was twelve. He was, <laughs> he was old enough. He was Come old on. enough. He should know. I probably shouldn't eat that. Yeah, that isn't. That's not very tasty. It's a magnetic. Is it a magnetic ball? Yeah, it's about magnetic balls. And then <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down because that may be an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Have me on for that episode. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's this episode. That's how I name my episode. It's just something random that gets said throughout the episode. So we might okay, come well, up we'll, with another one, but so far we're looking at magnetic balls. <laughs> well, we'll continuously say magnetic balls until, you know. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. That's. <laughs> oh, like, at least, I mean, you can, at least we know we can say it without putting it in our mouths, but no shade here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, they, at least they were small. There, there is a picture of them on here on the website. This is uh, Metro.uk. So it's, oh, it's, gosh. British it's a British news source. So <laughs> <laughs> It's shocking because they're all so smart. So when I hear stuff like this in Europe, I'm just like, oh, wow, really? <laughs> I expect that here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, how are we ever going to survive in America if they're doing this stupid stuff in Europe? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like most of the time when you hear stuff like this, it's like America. 
Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> duh. And more, more specifically, Florida. That's <laughs> Florida is like the place of the zombies, the place of the free lions roaming around asking for iced coffee. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. Florida. Uh, I, I used to live there for a little while, and it's it's a, it's a strange. It's a different place. It's a different place. I'm so glad I'm far west. <laughs> <laughs> but you could be up in Alaska. An Alaskan woman uh, had a scare of her lifetime when using an outhouse in the backcountry. She was attacked by a bear from oh. below. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, bite my ass. I got a, <laughs> I got out there and sat down on the toilet and immediately something bit my butt right as I sat down. Shannon Stevens uh, told the Associated Press on Thursday. I jumped up and I screamed when it happened because that's a good reaction to getting your butt yeah. bitten by a if bear. If you didn't, I, w- I would literally be scared <laughs> for you, but <laughs> uh, Stevens, her brother Eric, and his girlfriend had taken snowmobiles into the wilderness February 13th to stay at his yurt, located about 20 miles northwest of Haines in southeast Alaska. Her brother heard the screaming and went out to the outhouse, about 150 feet away from the yurt, because you got to have it a good distance just in case bears <laughs> get in there. <laughs> uh, there, he found Shannon tending to her wound. Uh, they at first thought she had been bitten by a squirrel or a mink or something small. Oh, man. And my small. guess is it's because the brother didn't want to look at the teeth marks. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, hey, no brother, brother look wants at my butt. to look at her sister's butt. I don't care how bad the wound is. I agree. <laughs> oh, well, at least in her case, is not her fault. She didn't, like, Hey, Bear, come over here and chill with me. And she didn't swallow it either. Right. Uh, <laughs> so Eric brought his headlamp with him to see what it was. I opened the toilet seat, and there's just a bear face just right there at the level of the toilet seat. Oh, my just God. That's right scary. back up through the hole, right at me. He said, <laughs> That is scary. <laughs> I, just, I just shut the lid as fast as I could. I said, There's a bear down there. We got to get out of here now. <laughs> There's a bear down there. No, no crap, right? Like, dude, like, I, I mean, I think she knows. Yeah, I think she figured that out. That's, yeah, <laughs> the hard way. Probably, she didn't have a flashlight. She just got bit. Yep, she had to deal with it while you just came with your little light. I mean, <laughs> not your fault. Not your fault. But, I mean, it is a scary thing, especially for females, because we always have to sit in the toilet. So it's like, right, right. you know, like. That's scary. That's that's a fear of mine too. Now I don't want to get bitten by bears. Oh my gosh. No, I don't. Don't use an outhouse in Alaska because that's that'll up your chances <laughs> of of getting a bear, <laughs> of having a, a bear attack from below. Oh, that reminds me of this story that I, I don't know if you're aware of this thing that was going around South Korea for a time that this girl who went or this little I think a little girl who went to go use it was kind of like an outhouse too. She went to go use the toilet there. It was like way back when, before toilets were even in homes. <laughs> so, but, and then she saw like a pan. I guess, I don't know what talked to her, but they asked her if she wanted like a blue toilet paper or a red one. So basically I think blue was, you say blue, you get, you get, uh, something happens to you. Oh my gosh, I forgot this story. But red, you get skinned alive. Oh, wow. That's. So you're not safe. Yeah, you're you're not safe in the outhouses. That's <laughs> this confirmed it for me. The Alaskan story. So no outhouses for me. I rather hold it in until I get to the big city. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Well, when I when I was a kid, uh, my grandmother down in Tennessee lived on the side of a mountain. She had several hundred acres down there, and she had no running water, no electric. Oh, so no. we we did have an outhouse when I was a kid out there, and you know because oh. You know, <laughs> It, it, it had to be done. It had to be done. Grab a bucket. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't think of anything just to not go in there. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, because that's 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 the thing that happens out there. This <laughs> you see bears or you see blue and red toilet paper. Uh, I would say the bears more likely because it was on her property. If so, if somebody had shown up out there, uh, Grandma was pretty brutal. She'd have taken them out. Oh, that, I mean, supposedly that Grandma, Grandma Smith probably would have fought the bear. She would have been like, "What are you doing in my yeah. house?" Yeah, she was old school. She'd have gone fisticuffs with them, you know. <laughs> that is a real bad, uh, bad apple. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah, that that's okay. That's okay. I think you you saved it. You saved it just in time. We're good. 
<laughs> a Seattle woman got more than she bargained for when she bought a crochet kit uh, at a thrift shop and discovered that she was a ended up in the thrift store my guess would be by accident <laughs> yeah definitely not on purpose that's the person wants to get caught you know, nobody's gonna put some hundred percent pure, pure colombian cocaine in a thrift store <laughs> on purpose that's <laughs> i mean yeah i mean you owe someone money at that point but Right. <laughs> yeah, somebody's coming after you. If it... You're like whoever buys it as your problem now, not me. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, poor lady. She just said, "I'm gonna come here and I'm gonna knit some beautiful, innocent sweaters." And oh, what's this? Oh my god! No, <laughs> I yeah, feel so bad. Stuff. <laughs> so, no one has to know I have it. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna knit some. I'm gonna knit a little bit of everything now. I'm gonna knit a sweater for the house. Just to go around the entire outside of the house. That's that's what that's what a kilo of cocaine and a crochet kit will do for you. <laughs> no, but like imagine how awkward the call was. Hey, so you guys sold me a crochet kit and apparently you guys forgot your cocaine in it. Just saying. I would really appreciate if you can come pick it up. Yeah, or or buy it. Or buy it from me. Or you know, I mean at least, you put uh, it at least there. sell me some scales so I can break this down exactly you put it there okay and now i bought it so i mean if you want it back just give me some jeans that's all i'm saying <laughs> a, a similar incident occurred in arizona on sunday when parents bought their child a toy glow worm at a thrift shop and found a sandwich bag containing five thousand pills of suspected fentanyl inside whoa i'd, I'd prefer the cocaine honestly oh my gosh first of all who counted them how do you know right. five thousand? <laughs> right, hold on, kid. What you got there? <laughs> Count along with me, Junior. One pill, two pill. <laughs> I mean, literally, you must have actually like you were like invested. Like I, I don't know if it's just you just happen to be like, huh? Before we call the police, I wonder how much is in here. Right. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, these these. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's scary shopping at the thrift stores anymore. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to find anything. <laughs> exactly, because like everything's being corrupted. Like all these innocent places, people are gonna be like, this, oh, I love how innocent this place is. Guns. I love how innocent this place is. Cocaine. Like what? <laughs> Well, I'm cool with the guns. I, I've heard about people buying stuff, but you know, and finding buying like a crate or something, and finding it's like that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, if they're not loaded, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, that's that's first thing you did check anyway. You know. Don't, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you would assume because <laughs> you would assume they would check. I mean, how did the cocaine and the the pills get there? Right. Right. That's yeah. That's. That's scary because you, you yeah, don't know. I guess if you don't check what you're, you guys need to start checking what you're bringing into the thrift shops. Yeah, because you need to just check everything because you don't know yeah. what people are putting in those things. You e know, so either that or these thrift thrift shops are like uh, the you know just a front anymore, and they accidentally yeah. left that one in there. They just she picked up the wrong one and they had, they, they had the different one mark there. There could have been, you know, you never know. You never know. You need to, we need to start investigating these thrift shops more. Yes. Someone needs to, we need to call Spectre Gadget and he needs to go check. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm scared now. I, I always used to shop at thrift shops. So it's kind of like, cause I'm huge on like fifties vintage stuff. So it's kind of like, I mean, we have DI over here in Utah. I don't know if in Ohio, they have it, the desert huh. industry. <laughs> Oh, it, so we like, don't have DI. We we have uh, Goodwill. Goodwills are a good thrift shop around here. So. Goodwill, the ah, oh, the parent thrift shop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, that's scary. That's scary. That yeah. one's even scarier to me than the cocaine because at least the cocaine lady was a lady, but the one that found the other one was a child. Right, right, and it was fentanyl too, which that that stuff oh, is no. not, that. There's nothing good about that at all. Not that oh. I'm saying there's anything good about cocaine. I'm just saying, you know, the chances are uh, fentanyl will kill you a lot quicker. 
Oh no! Ultimately, kids say no to drugs. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> don't you, if you find it in your thrift shop purchase, don't use it. Don't use it. Just throw it away, or just call them back and have them come pick it up, or something. I don't know. Right, just do something. Just don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll we'll go we'll go something a little less uh, a little less drug involved, I guess. Yes, and, please. <laughs> a forty-one year old two story home in San Francisco was towed six blocks from its original location to its new home in an operation that took about six hours to complete. The seven-bedroom Victorian home known as the Englander House was moved Sunday from 807 Franklin Street to 635 Fulton Street, a journey of about six blocks. Uh, Lana, Constant Lana Constantini and the uh, with the San Francisco Historical Society said moving the gigantic home on a hydraulic dolly was not without unforeseen difficulties. Well, yeah, you're oh. moving a house. I guess my <laughs> question is why? <laughs> the person didn't want to move on or something. Like, no. Right. <laughs> I really <laughs> like this home, but this neighborhood is crap. That's yeah, let me just pick up the house entirely and just move to a better neighborhood. You guys stay here with your houses. Right. That's. Let's see. The owner of the home, San Francisco broker Tim Brown, is believed to have spent around $400,000 in fees and moving costs to have the house relocated. Uh, Phil Joy, <laughs> who had, oh. Phil Joy, who headed up the house moving project, said he had to secure permits from more than 15 uh, city agencies for the undertaking. It still doesn't say why. Oh my, so again, I'm assuming they never asked them why. They're just like, well, we're getting paid, so why not? <laughs> Don't question it. It's $400,000. Let's do this. That's almost like half a million, I got a dude. truck. <laughs> I got a truck. I got the wires. Let's go. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh no, that is, that's, I don't know if that's stupid or I'm sad because of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's you would four hundred thousand. Why not buy a new house? I mean, what was okay? I don't know. I don't know anything about real estate. I guess well, location, location, location. That's what it. That's what it boils down to, right there. Is it? You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, this is the. I mean, you only hear this kind of thing in cartoons. Like, I, I, like I'm not like making a mockery out of anything. It's just this is you're picking up an entire house, right? And you're moving it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure I understand why it had to be done. Unless he has never, some kind of... I never went into that either. That's, I'm a little bit disappointed in that news organization. Because <laughs> when I hear that a, uh, somebody spent $400,000 to move a house from one street to about six blocks away, my question isn't, well, going to be, how would they do it? My question is going to be, why are they doing that? Yeah. Maybe he has some kind of like trauma or maybe, and maybe like he had really, really strong memories for that house and he didn't want to leave it behind. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, it can go maybe, a lot of ways. Maybe he, uh, he, he had, he was a shut in and he hadn't left there in a long time and he like put on a bunch of weight. He couldn't get out. That is true. Yeah. That's, that, it happens. It happens. It's a sad thing, but it happens. That was, um, that, is so <laughs> that was the sad. exciting conclusion of my 600 pound life. <laughs> that show oh my god i used to watch that show religiously okay <laughs> i i had a uh, i had a joke in one of my comedy sets that my uh uh estranged wife she moved out a while back but she would get extremely mad about that joke because about because it was about my 600 pound life because i talked about uh she would watch the show Hoarders a lot and compare how messy our house was so she didn't have to clean. She could watch Hoarders and just compare, which, you know, <laughs> made me kind of concerned because the other show she watched all the time was My 600-Pound Life. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean the Hoarders, I can see where she's coming from. It makes you feel better about yourself because, like, I have a bad problem with keeping my room organized. Like, it's not, like, dirty or anything. It's just that if it's too organized, I get uncomfortable. I feel yeah. like I'm just, like, I don't know. So it's like when I watch hoarders, I'm just like, my room is just like Obama's house, isn't it? It's so clean. <laughs> <laughs> there, you, there you go. That's 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 one way to look at it, I guess. But that's <laughs> not for my mom. My mom would just be like, "What is this of like uh, decoration? Show you better clean it." I'm just like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> but then I do it, and then like give me a week, not even a week, give me like three days, and I'm back to normal. She's like, "I'm getting tired of telling you 24/7." I was like, I, "Now when she walks into my room, I'm just like." I just get up and start picking up stuff. 
She doesn't have to say anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, before you even say anything. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, well, that is it for news. I'm going to give you a couple minutes right now. If you have any social media, if you want to, uh, anything you want to plug again, uh, of course your social media, any websites, anything like that. Uh, here you go. Here's a couple minutes to just spout off everything you got. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to say it in English. I'm going to say it in Spanish, my Latin fans. Okay. So hi guys. Once again, I'm Nenim Don Macias. Um, I'm 23 years old, so I'm old. Uh, so like if you're around that age or not that age or whatever, and you're like interested in my music, um, I have right now three songs that are out. Um, the one that I'm blasting too much because of the meaning is You're So Annoying. His name is Jay. Uh, <laughs> long story behind that one. There's another one called uh, Fruit Punch, which is more girly, K-poppy kind of upbeat sound. And then there's another one, it's in Spanish, called Estos Lo Que Quieres. So if you guys want to hear that, you can go on my SoundCloud with my name, Menindo Macias, or you can go on my Instagram, and it's on my bio. My Instagram, again, is Nini Minimo, N-I-N-I-M-A-I-N-I-M-O. <laughs> and my YouTube, Nindongo with Ata Macias. And yeah, my pageant is going to be from July 28th to the 31st. I'll be putting updates the closer we get. So anyone that, wants, that lives in the Vegas area that wants to attend or anyone that's interested in voting or anything, so you guys can go ahead and do that. And for my Latinos, mucho gusto, me llamo Nindo Macías. Soy, tengo 23 años, soy de Guinea Ecuatorial. Vuestros países, vuestro país africano que también somos hispanos, ¿eh? A ver, lo que yo quería decir es mi música va a estar en mi SoundCloud. Y si queréis verlo, podéis ir en SoundCloud a poner mi nombre, es Nino Macías, o podéis ir en mi Instagram, en mi biografía. Ahí mismo está el link para mi SoundCloud. Mi Instagram es Minimo, N-I-N-I-M-A-I-N-I-M-O. Y también mi concurso de belleza, como soy Miss Utah, Regencia Internacional, va a ser el día, entre el día 28 al 31 de julio. Los que vivís en Vegas, si queréis pasar por ahí para verme o si queréis votar, voy a tener toda la información en mi Instagram y ahí podéis verlo todo. Y eso es todo. Os amo. Muchísimas gracias. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you. Uh, good luck with everything. Let me let me know when your EP comes out. I'll promote it on the Life Radio Show's page on Facebook as well as uh, uh, remind me when your pageant is and I'll, I'll put that out there as well. Yay. That's the one thing I forgot to mention my EP. Oh, it's okay. You'll see it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead and yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is, a, this is really fun. That's good. <laughs> as long, as long as I'm fun, that, that's my main goal. You're fun and you're funny. You're awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to the life radio show. Like I keep telling you guys, if you're going to keep listening to me, I'm just going to keep making these. All right. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. All right. Hey, thanks for. Let me try that again. I just screwed up my own intro. <laughs> <laughs>